Joel, you're beautiful. You're the only one I can see. Well, we're all still here. Oh, okay. So I, I am okay. I'm sorry that you are stuck looking at me, but uh oh, you don't need to be sorry. I did figure out okay, now I can see eight people. Oh goodness gracious. Okay. Let's just see what other things could go wrong this morning, friends. Okay. If that's all and we I gotta thought... deal with. That's great. Huh? That's all we gotta deal with. That's great. Yeah, I mean this is like not so bad. Okay, but now can I can I figure out a way to set you up so that I can see you and my screen? Okay, because the iPad is heavier than my laptop screen, and when I put it in front of it, it knocks it backwards, and then I can't read it. Okay, I can see everybody. Well, I can see some people, and I can see my screen, and everybody can hear me, yes? Okay, is it weird if I start over? Okay. <laughs> I yeah, whoever logs on for this like podcast later, they're going to be like these people are normal and I want to join them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, as I was saying, for about $100, <laughs> if you if you have an extra $100, some people do, some people don't. You can send away a swab of the inside of your mouth uh, a, for a DNA test that will tell you what parts of the world you and your family are from. You can use websites like Ancestry DNA or Ancestry.com, um, things like that to um, put in the names of people you know in your family. And it, it can, if you have enough information already, build a pretty detailed family tree. Some of you may have done genograms in therapy before, which can help us to uncover patterns in our families. Um, th there's also like a really fun e exercise for career counseling that involves kind of building out a family, a family tree to see what other people in your family have done. Um, and if you want to go to the public library downtown, you can go to um, Indianapolis's genealogical center. Most genealogical centers are tied to public libraries um, or many are so that anybody can look up their, their family if they have information about them. And I was saying that for some people, tracing ancestry is a fun pastime. I um, know people that it's a hobby of theirs. For others, it can be a sort of academic pursuit. Um, and for others, it might be something helpful for them to know for their own medical knowledge. Um, doctors might say, hey, you wanna check with your family about this history? Um, like, is this been a problem with anyone else in your family that can help with our own treatment? Ancestor mapping has been a practice that has been part of most cultures throughout time. Roman and Greek gods are introduced by their famous parents. Current celebrities are sometimes mocked for being Nepo babies. When I lived on the Pine Ridge Reservation, we shared our life stories by drawing our ancestry in a circular pattern on pieces of buffalo hide, which was a very old practice for the Lakota tribe. What was important about that practice was that our life stories didn't start with our birth. They started with the first ancestor we had knowledge of. For some of us, that was like someone that was still alive. For some, it was someone really, really long, um, a really, really long time ago. 
in scripture, there is chapter after chapter listing the names of mostly men um, in each generation of multiple people. And one of those chapters we're going to read today. So um, if you have your, um, your text, your First Nations version, and want to open to the very first chapter of Matthew, so the very first chapter of the text, we're going to read the first 17 verses, um, and then we're going to read a few verses of chapter two as well. Um, and this is the part that I mentioned earlier. I will ask for grace as I mispronounce almost every name listed. Um, yeah, because I'm still going to give them a shot. Um, and so you can follow along with me. Chapter one. Here is the record of the ancestry of creator sets free, who is Jesus, the chosen one, a descendant of much loved one, David, and a father of many nations, Abraham. From father of many nations, Abraham, to much loved one, David, his ancestors were father of many nations, Abraham. He made us laugh, Isaac, heel grabber, Jacob. Give him praise, Judah, and his brothers. He breaks through, Perez, and his brother, First Light, Zerah, whose mother was fruit of palm tree, Tamar. Circle of teepees, Hezron. Lifted up, Ram, noble relative, Aminadab. Talks with snakes, Nashon. He makes peace, Salmon. Moves with strength, strength Boaz whose mother was boastful woman, Rahab. He works hard, Obed, whose mother was beautiful friend, Ruth. Original man, Jesse, who was the father of the great chief, much loved one, David. From much loved one, David, to the removal of village of confusion, which is Babylon, the ancestors of creator sets free, Jesus, were much loved one, David, stands in peace, Solomon, whose mother, daughter of seven, Bathsheba, was the wife of fire from creator, Uriah. Big people maker, Rehoboam. He is my father, Abijah, gathers the people, Asa. He makes wrongs right again, Jehoshaphat. Creator is above, Jehoram. My great power, Uzziah. Creator has no equal, Jotham, held by creator, Ahaz. He will be strong, Hezekiah. He made them forget Manasseh, burden bearer, Amen. Good medicine, Josiah, and chosen by creator, Jeconiah. And his brothers at the time of the removal to village of confusion, Babylon. From the removal to village of confusion, to the birth of creator sets free, his ancestors were chosen by creator, Jeconiah, ask creator, Shealtiel, born in village of confusion, Zerubbabel, father boasts in him, Abihud, he builds up, Eliakim, he helps, Azor, stands with a good heart, Zadok, stands firm, Akim, power of creator, Eliud, creator helps him, Eleazar, gifted by creator, Mathen, heel grabber, Jacob, and he gives sons, Joseph, who was the husband of bitter tears, Mary, 
who gave birth to creator sets free Jesus, who is the chosen one. And so there were 14 generations from father of many nations, Abraham, to much loved one, David, 14 more generations from much loved one until the removal of village of confusion, Babylon, and then 14 more from the removal of creator sets free from the removal to creator sets free the chosen one. And then if you want to skip, we're just going to read the first six verses of chapter two. It was during the days of the bad hearted chief looks brave Herod, that the chosen one was born in the village of house of bread, Bethlehem in the land of promise, Judea. After his birth, seekers of wisdom, Magi traveling on a long journey from the East came to village of peace, Jerusalem. They began to ask around, where is the one who has been born to be chief of the tribes of wrestles with creator, Israel? We saw his star where the sun rises and have come to humble ourselves before him and honor him. When chief looks brave heard this, he and all who lived in village of peace, Jerusalem, were troubled. He called a council of all the head holy men and scroll keepers and asked them where the chosen one was to be born in house of bread. Bethlehem, the village of the great chief, much loved, much loved one, David, they answered. This is what the ancient prophet said. But you, O house of bread in the land of promise, even though you are small, you have a good reputation. And the chiefs who watch over the land from you, over the land from you will come a great chief who will guide my chosen people, the tribes of wrestles with creator. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you. Okay. So the first verses of Matthew are the genealogy of Jesus himself. Again, something that was practiced in the first Testament over and over and over again. They're like, I don't know about you. When I was in um, the church that I started going to, and we were told like, you have to be in your Bible every single day. And it was just like, just read it from start to finish. That'll be fine. And then you get to those chapters where you're like, names. It's just names. Is it okay if I just turn the page? Like, and you just kind of start turning the pages, like until you see words that are not names. Okay. Um, but as we begin to explore Jesus as wisdom, we're going to start with this piece, his ancestor map, that the love of God was birthed into the world, into a family tree, a family line. He came from a long line of pretty big names from the first testament ones that are pretty familiar and including some of my favorite people in scripture um and my favorite woman of scripture Rahab. a queer reading of this text would have us note that there are four women in, well five including mary named in the ancestral line of jesus all of these women that were named were disruptive in some way to their cultural expectations um, in, in the in the lives that they lived. And if you have the opportunity this week, I would really encourage you to look up the stories of Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, and Bathsheba. Um, they are they're pretty badass women, like in scripture. Highly recommend. Um, and this is an important note important piece to note in this text, because as I mentioned earlier, women are not often mentioned in the lineages that are in scripture. Yet the author of Matthew finds it important to name them. 
And then in our second text today, we, again, don't learn from Jesus himself, but we see how his arrival was received. That the wisdom seekers of the time, those that sought answers from the heavens and believed the prophecies, the Magi went to Bethlehem to celebrate the arrival of the Messiah, the new king. It was political, their, their phrasing, the way they, they said, where is the new king, the new person that we will honor? And so that caused some, um, some upheaval <laughs> towards, um, I love the, the, the name for Herod and the first nation's version, some fear for him. And as we consider their story, we might, we can also consider how we can seek wisdom the way they did. Um, but we can also see how threatening wisdom can be to those that are in unjust places of power. The Magi were priests, seekers of wisdom that were gifted in finding knowledge outside of typical places that we have been taught to look for it. Early astrologers, they trusted what was gleaned from the stars when they could combine it with ancient prophetic wisdom. It would be silliness to ignore their presence in this birth story. Matthew's version of the birth story of Jesus invites us to consider the ancestors that contribute to wisdom. The Magi show us that we should follow the star towards, the, uh, towards Jesus. And Matthew puts in the lineage of Jesus so that we know where to look in the past. Those listed in chapter one were the ones that led to the birth of God's love in the world, the birth of the enfleshed Christ. As people of God, the current carriers of Christ, this chapter might also invite us to consider those that have contributed to the ways wisdom shows up for us today. Now, in an invitation to consider our own ancestor maps, something came up for me that feels important to share. As it may be, I thought this week that it might be the case for some or all of you as well. Not all of us have an easy access to our ancestry. And when that is our situation, this wisdom may also bring along a sense of grief, which may hold its own wisdom. As I was preparing for today, I was thinking um, of the hobby that my twin sister picked up in over the last decade or so um, of researching our own ancestry. And she has been able to follow my mother's line um, and, and the, my mother's maternal side um, of her family back to the generations before their arrival in um, America. But she has been unable to do that for my mother's paternal line and unable to do that for our biological father's side. Um, she could probably put in a little bit extra work, um, but it would take quite a bit because we have no information outside of our father's name. Um, and so very few leads on that side because we haven't heard from him since we were little kids. <laughs> and so some of us don't have this like easy person to ask, like, what's your dad's name? What's your grandparents' name? And while new technologies would make it possible to find out our most, uh, most of our unknown ancestry, that would require us to sit in memories attached to people that might not be comfortable or safe for us to do. And frankly, I just don't want to. 
And I don't think my sisters do either from the ways we talk about it. It's not something we feel ready for. And it feels like an act of kindness towards myself to not begin that journey before I'm ready or if I'll ever be ready. And if this is something, if there is something attached to your ancestors that hurts the same way, I want to invite you to consider the wisdom of your body in this moment. That perhaps today you can be wise by giving yourself freedom from the expectation that you keep yourself connected to one that has hurt you. And I think that you will see um, that that is an invitation from scripture today as well. Just as Jesus, just as God chose Mary and Joseph for Jesus, perhaps we can choose ancestors that have mothered and fathered us well. One time, my spiritual director once called Anne Hutchinson, an early American Christian mystic, one of my ancestors, because for some reason she came up in a practice that we were doing. And I was describing to her the way that this woman and I feel like our souls are tied together, that ever since I heard her name and learned about her, I felt deeply loved by her and in love with her and connected to her. And I don't know anyone honestly, that has a perfect family tree that would proudly parade that around as an introduction to themselves in the way that Jesus is introduced here in Matthew chapter one. So whether you are disconnected from relatives because of some sort of trauma or just because there's somebody that you're like, oh, I don't think I want to, to put the arrow from me to them that close. You don't have to today. <laughs> It's interesting because this modification to ancestor mapping, to looking at our own uh, family lineages seems to even show up in our text today. I'd like to consider what queer theologian Thomas Bohatchi says about Joseph's place in Jesus's genealogy. He says, Matthew tells the story of Jesus's conception and birth through Joseph's, Joseph's eyes rather than Mary's. Mary, in fact, remains a silent character, a virtual victim who has acted upon rather than acting for herself. Nevertheless, the Matthean genealogy carefully refrains from saying that Joseph begot or Joseph fathered Jesus, and Jacob was the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom Jesus was born. Joseph's role in Matthew's genealogy and birth narrative is exclusively that of Mary's husband. Jesus is born from Mary. We are told that Mary somehow becomes pregnant while she is betrothed to Joseph, but before they lived together. If Joseph were the father of Jesus, this would be a non-issue. The couple would simply marry earlier than planned. Perhaps Joseph would have to pay some sort of remuneration to Mary's father as recompense for the premarital intercourse. Because Matthew does not even present that as an option, but instead notes that Joseph intends to dismiss her quietly. The normal conclusion would be that Mary had engaged in illicit sex outside of marriage betrothal. The punishment for this could have been death. Joseph's male pride would have been assuaged by the public shaming and possible execution of his unfaithful fiance. However, we're told that Joseph is righteous Legal jargon indicating that Joseph adhered to the law and was a blameless man in the sight of God. There is a real irony here. Technically, the legal and blameless, ergo righteous, thing to do would have been to have Mary and her child put to death according to Hebrew law. Joseph, however, influenced by the spirit of God, does the unrighteous thing. 
he marries the woman who appears to have betrayed him and is thereby called righteous by the evangelist. In this way, Joseph subverts heteropatriarchal expectation. He spoils the spoiled system of sexual double standard that would demand a woman's life. As a result of his queer act, Mary and Jesus are neither ostracized nor put to death, but allowed to live and prosper. God's Messiah is born because a man acts outside of his heteronormative role. Joseph, by not doing what his society expects of him, can be a model for queer people of faith who, following God's directive, choose to act contrary to society's de demands by marrying illicitly, by having children in non-traditional ways, by forming intentional and non-biological families. And while Thomas Bohatchi names this as a model for queer people of faith, it seems clear to me that this is one of the ways that non-queer folks can also find wisdom in the queer experience. Permission to add people to our ancestry maps or remove ones that we need to. We see in this first chapter of Matthew that there is wisdom in our ancestry, just as there is wisdom in Jesus's, even when it doesn't fit perfectly into a neat family tree. What good news before Jesus is even born. So whether we are people that have the privilege of knowing the people that belong on our ancestor map or not, perhaps we might look at them with the same curiosity that we can do for Jesus in this chapter. Who are the folks that seem like they don't belong, like these four women listed, but are actually vital to the family line? Did anyone in our family line ancestor maps change the course of our family's history? What wisdom might we draw from those that came before us? What wisdom can we draw from the experience that we have while looking at our own family maps? And so that is what we're going to do today. We are going to take a few minutes in small groups. I don't know if we figured out how to do breakout groups. Yes. Okay. Um, we are going to do some breakout groups and share anything that comes to mind about ancestor mapping in our text today. There are in your bulletin guiding questions for our sermon series. Um, and so this is a time you like, if you are one of those people that has information or like ancestry map available, that would be cool to, to look at and bring to this space. If you're not like me, like that's okay too. <laughs> this can be a really cool, um, cool time to, to share and explore what comes up, um, for you in this time. And so we are going to take probably just less than 10 minutes. Um, and then we'll come back together in the bigger group, like we have been to share out anything that comes up for us. Okay. Okay. I'm going to have, I think Joel is taking it away. Thank you, Joel. Looks like everybody's in for now, except for we just got